Sounds good. <laughs> Dane, thank you for coming on, my brother. No problem. Holy crap. I'm doing intros for people now. Okay. So I have uh, kind of spiced up a little bit of an intro for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's all true. It, oh, dude. Super true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A summer sales vet, multiple years of experience knocking doors, working hard, grinding his ass off, business entrepreneur, starting multiple businesses, selling some, and he is also about to graduate from Utah Tech with a degree in accounting. That was a really like rough scale because I didn't know the specifics, so I wanted you to break down. You've sold for how many years? Uh, this will be my third year this summer. Third year. What did you yeah. do your first, second, and third year? Uh, Revenue-wise? Yeah. So first year I did a 150. That's uh, a good first right year. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I actually really liked it. Uh, and then this past year I did one, well, no, I did 200 and 202, I think. That's still really yeah, good so, as well. So, yeah. And then what was that middle year? Um, that was I'll, the year I was with you, right? Right. So, sorry, this will be my third year. So I've done two, two consecutive summers. So the first summer oh. with you. And then this past summer, and then I'll go out for the third year. I forget you were a rookie with yeah. me. Yeah, you kicked my ass in rookie <laughs> stance, and that no. doesn't make sense. Wow, that makes me feel a lot shittier about how I did out on the doors <laughs> because I forgot you were a rookie. Uh, it was it was fun. I I honestly, I first got recruited by a buddy of mine uh, for my mission, and I was gonna go out right when I came home in the summer of 2019. Right. And then I bailed last second. I got kind of scared, and I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Why did you bail? Um, I was just nervous. There, I felt like there was a lot of stigma around summer sales. Oh, there definitely you is. Know, they, you hear all like the, the scary stories of like, oh, dude, I lost all my money, or they charged me yeah, this. Or I got, got scammed by whoever. Exactly. Was the guy working for Grit? Uh, he was working for Green X. Okay. Yep. So um, before Grit was even... Uh, formed this was like two years before uh, everybody that was at the grit was really working for green x at the time and so he tried to recruit me to green x i said no he tried to recruit me again the following year and i, I was actually so down for it both years it's so funny that i didn't do it but the second year i was dating my wife and we were literally going to get married in like a few months before right. the summer so i was like i don't want to go out we're Barely getting married, figuring our lives out, so I'm going to stay home. Yeah. But both times I signed. What did you do for work? Uh, this first time, <laughs> looking back now, I kicked myself in the box. I'm like, I'm <laughs> such an idiot. I should have done it. I mean, that's how you learn. Yeah. So first time I started working for the BLM, uh, Bureau of Land Management oh. in Kanab, I just <laughs> went out and sprayed weeds. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. down on farmland. That's what I did before I went to college, but or yeah. same shit, different smell. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was not that fun, not that great of a job. <laughs> yeah, I think I made like, dude, I think I made twenty five hundred bucks during the wow. summer. Wow, that is nothing. <laughs> I made like four k at mine, and that was nothing. Yeah, twenty five hundred bucks, and I think I spent half of it at gas station getting food and stuff like that. <laughs> Good old Dane. Oh, that's crazy. Um, and then the second summer, the second summer, I actually had started my my own detailing business, and so I was doing that full time uh, right before cool. I got right before I got married. So that was kind of. I, I felt better about that one. So why that third year did you choose to not? start going with the business and choose to go summer sales. Right. Um, summertime is really hard to do car detailing, especially in Southern Utah, just because it's so hot. 
Uh, okay. the, it's, you know, first of all, it's miserable to work in 110 degree weather. And then second of all, just the, the work that you come up with doesn't really show that great when it's super hot outside. So you kind of need a garage, need that kind of stuff. Um, and then I felt like I could personally make more money going out and selling rather than yeah. you know, doing my own business at the time. Okay. So how does one, I mean, so you go on a mission, right? Right. Yeah. And then you come back one year, you spray some weeds <laughs> next year. You just start a business. Yeah. How how did that happen? Like, how does that happen? Uh, to me, that's a foreign concept. I, little Latham, well, I guess I didn't go on a mission. You get that two years of maturity under your belt. Yeah, It's it a lot help. different. But help. looking back, I, was, I could not have done that at all. Like, growing up, I don't know. Growing up, I've always been like... Lemonade stand guy? Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, like, I can remember probably two or three different times distinctly... <clears throat> When, you know, I, I wanted to make my own money. One in particular here in St. George, my cousin used to live here. We set up a stand right along this golf course, uh, golf cart pathway. Yeah. And we sold uh, just like Gatorade and candy bars to people that were golfing. Dang. And, you know, I think I think we did it for two or three hours. We made two or three hundred bucks, but it was fun. Wow. And I was like, OK, like this is this is cool. Uh, and then another instance that really sticks out to me was in high school, we were over in Cedar City at a football camp, and we were there for three or four days, I think. Um, you know, they fed us yeah. every three or four hours or whatever, so we had uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But, you know, football players, you get starving, dude, in between. Yeah. You're practicing, you're, and so everybody was just super <laughs> hungry. So I, I conned this guy into, like, taking me to Walmart. I bought a sandwich like a sandwich cooker, you know, one of those like that make uh, grilled cheese. Yeah, I bought some bread, some cheese, and some ham, and I started making sandwiches. <laughs> so shot. <laughs> and I'd sell them to like, uh, I'd sell them to like the some of my teammates. <laughs> I, I, I made all my money back to cover my sandwich maker, and then I made like twenty or thirty bucks on top of it. That's so insane. So <laughs> while everyone else is studying plays, you're like, I'm gonna go chef up some sandwiches. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm stealing all these guys' money. <laughs> exactly. Do they try to talk you down price wise? Uh, no, dude. Well, what ended up happening is I think they got like ticked because they stole my sandwich maker for a little while. For real? <laughs> and finally I got it back and I was like, look, dude, I just need it back. And I got it back and your teammates making... stole it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd steal it too. <laughs> Try and charge me for a sandwich. Oh, no, it was fun. That was, it was a good time. That's crazy. So you start, so you've always been a hustler. How does, how do you go into the detailing and did you have to put any down or was it, was, was there a lot of risk? Um, I mean, I think, I feel like there's always risk, you know, anytime there's a business. Um, and at the time, you know, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so much risk for me, like putting $90 into this thing. Um, but no, not really. Like once I started doing it there, the risk kind of disappeared and and it was mainly just kind of self-sustaining. Um, I started off with my Honda Accord that I bought when I came home from my mission and uh, I had my vacuum, I had, you know, all my rags, my buckets, all my solutions and everything right in the back of my cord. Okay. I was running out of the back of my hey. car. Um, I, the first detail I did literally, dude, it took me eight hours. I think it was grueling and I made $90. Wow. Yeah. I was dumb. How'd you find the customer? It was a, it was a family member. Oh, you just, just said a family member. Yeah. Let me detail the car. And, uh, yeah, I just went from there and, 
you know, I, I, um, kept doing it out of the back of my car. I kept purchasing more, uh, equipment. So I got like my shampoo machine. Um, I got a better vacuum. I picked up just, you know, some better solutions and things like that. Um, that lasted about three or four months. And then I actually picked up a partner. Um, we worked together for a while and actually picked up a ton of clients that were business clients. So we cleaned for a lot of like businesses. And how'd you go about <clears throat> finding clients and clientele? Um, Cause you're from Kanab. Kanab's pretty small. Right. So you have right. a lot of connections. You know, you grow up around people. Yeah. You're sending out flyers, texting people. Uh, yeah. Like cold calls. Oh. I, we'd cold call people. We'd cold text people too, just out of the blue. Oh. Uh, mentioned kind of this is what we're doing. Uh, one of our biggest clients, which was Wingate at the time, um, they had probably four or five vehicles that we would clean for them. Uh, my partner's uh, aunt actually worked for them. So okay. she kind of worked us in that way. But. Most of the other ones, yeah, word of mouth uh, was a big one, too. Huh. And then I had an Instagram at the time. I'd post on it fairly regularly. But honestly, most of my customers came from me cold calling, me reaching out and, like, yeah. putting cards around town, too. Was it hard? You're you're kind of young. Come back. I guess the mission teaches you a lot of discipline, but was it hard waking up every day and, like, going and working for yourself, or were you in uh, all the time? Um... I mean, I've always been, like, a morning person. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I'm fairly self-driven, so not necessarily. Yeah, it's like just in a, natural. Yeah, and especially when we started to see, like, the money that we could make, it was like, oh, yeah, dude, we, we want to go grind and we want to go make money. Dang. And so then you take a break from that and you go in summer sale. Right. Did What's your partner doing? Did he try to so, continue it? Was he about it? By that time, he had actually moved up north. He'd gotten married, moved up north, um, and I had just continued it on my own. Um, okay. Moved out of my Honda Accord, and I bought, had bought a truck at that time, and I was doing everything out of my truck, which hey. was way better than the, the back of the Honda Accord. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just went out to, you know, left all my stuff in storage, um, told my clients, hey, I'll be back in August, and they were all chill with it, and I left for the summer. Dang. And so then you sell a summer. When did you start going to school? Uh, the fall of, no, spring of 2019. And yeah. did you come knowing a certain major or anything? Uh, I wanted to do um, biomedical, actually. Really? I wanted to do orthopedic surgery. So that's what I started in. Um <laughs> After like one, crazy, um, two semesters, maybe I was like, "Oh heck, no! I'm not yeah, doing this. <laughs> this is not for me." <laughs> <laughs> and so I switched majors and got right into accounting. And ever since then, I've loved it. Dang! So you come and then you do a s year of uh, wait. When was your first year of school? It was uh, 2019, so spring of 2019. Okay, 2019, and then you first time you sell. What was that year? 2021. Oh, two dang. years later. Okay. And then how was your first year selling was, I don't want to say night and day compared to mine, but you kicked my ass every competition. <laughs> Everything we ever did, they beat me by miles. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like, and you know, you can attest to this probably too, but I feel like the grid is, is uh, a great place for competition. Oh, yeah. And it's... I'm a big competition guy. I yes, feel like you, you are, are too. Dude, 
We would go out and play the five on five yeah. basketball. Hard, oh dude. shoot! Hard. Dude. Everyone, James Fox <laughs> going to ham. You're going to ham. John, Nate, David got pissed as all hell. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. But yes, that's true. And so you kind of strive in that competition. <clears throat> yeah, area. I, I love it. I love that kind of stuff. And uh, especially if I know like the people, like I knew oh. our managers. Um, I knew their brothers that were there. Um, and then I got to know a lot of you guys. Yeah. And it was, it was like, oh yeah, I love this. This is great. So, like, when you go out for the second year, how was your? Because the first year, did you recruit anyone to come with you? Um, no, I don't think so. No. See, I didn't either. No. How did you recruit anyone this last year? So I actually brought out my. So I had ten recruits, which was crazy. Like, yeah, that's kind of fell in my lap. Um, had 10 recruits, literally every single one of them fell off, dude. 10 out of 10 <laughs> fell off. That's and nuts. I recruited my cousin and he came out. Oh. Hallelujah. Yeah. So he came out, uh, halfway through the summer, got like, I'd probably say a f- close to a two full months out. Yeah. Um, did pretty well for himself. And then, uh, this year it's looking like we're going to have probably between five to 10 guys again. Um, Hopefully they... Yeah, you know, so far we've trained uh, really well with them, and it's uh, it's going really well. They're excited. How do you feel about the recruiting process? Because for myself, dude, I hated it. Like, I I was okay. I could cold call some people on the doors and talk to them, but when I was trying to like persuade my friends, it wasn't easy. Well, and the reputation around Wyoming is no offense to the Wyoming listeners, but they weren't about it. Yeah. They like, and they couldn't see a lot of the value that comes from it because a lot of them just see it as cold calling, trying uh-huh. to get money. But yeah, I sucked at recruiting. I could not cold text people and just be like, dude, come hear it out. And then it got, it, dude, I was so bashed on. When I got <laughs> home from the summer for like two weeks before I went back to school, um, they're like, oh, so how much money you make? And I was like, oh, this is what I'm projecting. They're like, you haven't got paid yet? Oh, dude, you got scammed. You're, you're done. <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> so my dad used to tell me. Really? Yeah. My parents, the most supporting. My, really? Yeah, they were like, do it. Well, my mom had mixed feelings. My dad was about it. He's like, dude, you'll go learn. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great learning experience. I, uh, as far as recruiting goes, though, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. Yeah. I did not like it. Um, I had mixed feelings. It's hard. I love summer sales in that it's a great opportunity to learn and grow and like get out of your comfort zone for Amen. sure. Um, but, you know, I don't want to force anybody to do it. It's up to them. Like if they want to do something else and it's great. So... And I'm not going to ruin a relationship over summer sales either. Yeah. And I don't want to push people into, especially like, I'm not going to push you because I recruited my cousin and he was interested because his major is sales. Oh, okay. And so I was like, dude, you know, come give it a chance. And then, but I'm like, I will not push past any point. I don't feel comfortable because, dude, I got to see this dude at Thanksgiving. Like, I'm yeah. not having him hate me because I'm all about it. But speaking of that, like, I, out there, right, on the doors, it was so weird, because leading up to the doors, you're hyped. You're feeling Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. A little nervous. (laughs) Doors hit. It sucks. It's crappy. But when I got back, like, as crappy as it was, it was almost like, 
I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like you have a sense of pride and you're like, oh, I just did that shit. That shit sucked, yeah. but I did it. And then like the first few months were kind of salty after, but then I'll tell you what this last summer when I'm sitting there and I was working my job here right? and just, it's a casual job. As you think about it, you're like, gosh, it sucked, but man, was I growing, <laughs> man. It, yeah. And it's hard. Do you try to like convey that to others? Cause it's hard, dude. Um, you know, every, every rookie that I've probably met with, um, I tell them, look, dude, this job is not easy. Like straight up. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not fun. It's, there's no fluff. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like it sucks. There's some day where it absolutely sucks and you want to go home. I said, but that's the reason it pays so well is because nobody wants to go out and knock doors. So they're going to pay top dollar to those guys that want to go do it. And I said, and the other reason is, you know, the other reason that you go and do it is because, dude, you're going to learn and grow. You're going to learn who you are and kind of what your limits are mm-hmm. and push yourself beyond those limits. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think in like when I look at places like the business building, I think everyone in that building could benefit from something like that. Oh, yeah. But then when I go to like the medical field and I was like, oh, dude, a lot of these guys. But that entrepreneur type person, oh, summer sales is... It is so beneficial. Right. It sucks ass, but so <laughs> yeah. beneficial. It is. What about when you hit those hard points? Because you've talked to me a little bit about it when you not necessarily like like a month or two in and things are going good mm-hmm. or they just are steady, maybe slow down a little. Is it is it tough? Um, so like this past summer, I was having like some of my best months. I was I PR'd multiple days um and was just on top of the world it felt like uh and then i i did the dumb thing of well i guess it wasn't dumb at the time but i took a break for a week went on a family vacation and came back uh kind of got me out of my mojo and i just i just wasn't to where i wanted to be right i came back and selling one or two accounts a day and you know i was like oh dude i was selling way more before like what happened to and me? Comparing yourself to exactly, previous and that before. that was uh, that was brutal. And then I, I think I just overworked myself this past summer. I, you know, I'm I'm all about hard work. I love it. I I grew yeah. up on a farm. Like that's and that's the name of the game, dog, dude. Um, but I I honestly think I overworked myself. My wife, you know, she beats a dead horse when she says, "I know you overworked yourself," but <laughs> um, I, I honestly think I did. I I had like. I had a complete breakdown, meltdown, uh, like panic attack. On the doors? On the doors. No kidding. Um, just like lost control of my emotions. Uh, Did someone yell at you? or? Uh, I think it was just like a culmination of, you know, all day long just being rejected and rejected no, and no. just like, you know, people were brutal sometimes. People you. are mean as oh, hell. I remember my, my first week out there, I go and I knock the door and I'm super nice, like... I was the most nice, friendly <laughs> you, salesman. Yeah, you are. You are. And it was bad because, like, the ones who are just kind of, like, emotionless and just sell do way better. And I'm friendly. And this girl goes, oh, this is what you want to do with your life? And I was just like, she shut the door. And I just remember, like, walking down the driveway, like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. What is going on? They're so, so mean. brutal, dude. So you get a few of those and then you're... And I was, I was like, I think somebody, some, some guy like effed me off his porch. He's like, get the F out of here. You effing idiot. Like, don't ever, ever come back. And I was like, oh crap, dude. 
Um, and I just like sat down and I was like bawling my eyes out. I'm like, dude, what am I doing out here? I called my wife. I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is so crazy. Anyways, like, I think, I think my anxiety had like built up to that point. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a super active, just all over the place kind of person. Um, and I don't like take time to calm down. You just go, go, and I just go. go, 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 go. And I didn't give myself any time to rest. And so I was exhausted mentally, exhausted physically, you know, I'd push myself to limit. And so I, you know, broke down. So that kind of like, that kind of like affected me for, I'd say a month and a half. Wow. And I literally, I called up my doctor. I had to get on some stuff just to calm me down. Jeez. Um, and to be honest, like it was kind of heaven sent because it, it's helped me out a ton. Yeah. Right. Um, it's helped me to like chill out a little bit, think more clearly, not procrastinate as much. Um, so it has been super beneficial, but it just sucked that it happened right then. Yeah. And at that time, did you already have the kid? Cause uh-uh. my wife was pregnant though. And how far in was she? She was, man, she was getting close. Like she was, she had the baby in October so. So that yeah, had to play months. into it a yeah. little bit too. Yeah. So it was multiple things, but you were in like hell. Yeah. Did it was you not bounce fun. out of the rut? Um, I didn't feel like I ever did until the very end. Um, you know, the grit does the rumble yeah. during the end. And I felt like the rumble was pretty good. I st- still had some strugglers or whatever, but you know, by the last week of the rumble, I felt like I was kind of back rolling to where I was. Yeah. And I, you know, I ended the summer really well. I ended with 10 accounts, a 10 account day. Dang. So I was Is like, that a PR? sick. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, dude. So I was, I was hyped at the end of yeah. the summer. Like I ended it on a good note, which was good, but I won't sugarcoat. Like it was, it was tough. Yeah. It was really tough. And then when you come back, I'm sure like, uh, I don't know though. Now you're kind of in the glory mode where you look back and you go, yeah, I dominated it. And if I can do that, Knocks doors all day for a summer, dude. Accounting's getting its ass kicked in <laughs> school, like no yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, dude. Because I, I never got. I don't know. I think I was too dumb out there. I don't think like I really processed like what I was feeling. I was just like, God, this sucks. Yeah. Hey, I was going. All right. <laughs> and that, that was. I just like was too dumb to process what was going on. But, it, dude, it's tough. And bouncing back from those the lows of the lows and also not getting too high because right it's it's such a balance and i remember when i get my first first week out there i had my sixth day i was feeling on That's top of the sick. world and i was so like crazy. oh dude i'm i'm the next drew hansen like <laughs> i we're probably gonna get a cool yacht together and we're gonna like exactly. go park home next exactly. to next yeah. other. and i was and then the next two days after that get a sec get a sec and i go this sucks. <laughs> this is so bad. Yeah, it does. It does teach you to kind of like stay, you know, level with with what happens in life. Because I feel like you do have like those ups and downs in life, anyways. I right. know in school I do. Oh, amen. you know, sometimes I feel like I'm on top of the world in school. I understand all the topics. Like I pick up everything the teacher's saying, and dude, literally the next day I'm like. I don't, are you speaking a different language? I don't understand. Why am I so behind? Exactly. How do I have four assignments in all these different classes and two tests coming up? I don't know anything. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm showing up and I'm listening, but oh dude, 
<laughs> I struggle with that so much. Yeah. Imposter syndrome too. If you ever get that, sometimes I'm like, I'm a junior in college. I'm I'm a finance degree, and I'm like, I know some things about finance, but I'm. I don't feel like a junior in college. <laughs> like I yeah. feel like any homeless person could have yeah. the same knowledge I do right now. <laughs> but okay, let's pivot a little bit. So that business, the detailing one, you just sold it, right? Uh, yeah. So I sold um, all my equipment, everything, to a kid from up north right before I came out for this last summer. Okay. Yep. And it was just a kid uh, it? yeah so so what happened what it ended up happening is I had actually bought a whole detailed trailer so I upgraded everything out of my truck uh, bought a covered trailer I had a generator I had a big old water tank I had um, my steam cleaner I had my shampooing cleaner pressure washer I mean you name it I had yeah. it um, I put a ton of time and effort into, into my trailer like made it look way good yeah and uh it just got to the point where I was like, you know what? It, this is so physically hard on my body, you know, bending over all day, <laughs> working over uh, carpets and cars. I was like, ah, I could keep doing this and obviously like still make way good money or go out for the summer and not have to come back to it. Cause it was, it was pretty stressful. I was doing everything. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to You also hired it. someone too though, right? For uh, a period of time? I'd hired, so I'd actually hired like four or five different kids oh, to no work kidding. for me. All high school kids. Yeah. And they're high school kids. They're not doing... They don't have the investment into the business you right. do. So did you see it in their work? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and they're high school kids. Like, detailing is super... Well, it's detail-oriented. Like, yeah. it has to be done the right way. And and there's, you know, customers upset and things like that. So I was How like... How frustrating was that? Uh, it was tough. It was tough. It really was. Um <sighs> Because I was like, I, I wanted to get the point where I could kind of walk away, not walk away from the business, but not have to be there for yeah, it to passive run. Passive income. Right. And I just couldn't get to that point. So that was the most frustrating. Yeah. And uh, that that is super annoying. Dude, that, that gives me nightmares. Trying to hire people to, yeah. like, I've seen it small scale with this. I've tried to bring people in and like, yeah, so you just have to do this and this. And then it's like, oh, I don't, you know, they don't have that. They don't value it at all. Right. And I'm like, how, how do you expect them to? Mm -hmm. Especially when they're high school. It's like, dude, they don't understand <laughs> they left don't from right. Yeah. yeah, so it's tough. But so then you just sold it to an individual person? You sold your... Yep. So a kid, he had, he already had a detail business up in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. And so he was just looking to expand more. So he bought all my stuff and uh, that was it. That was the rest is history, man. I got rid of it, and I was I was actually kind of sad about it. Yeah, well, you had like an emotional connection to yeah. it. Was yeah. it? Would you say it was more like a side hustle, or do you think it was like? I don't know. It was like an actual job, job. Like, where would you rank it? In the beginning, it was definitely a side hustle. You know, I had two other jobs that I was working when I first started it, but uh, the summer I stayed home, I built up my clientele. Um, I literally was cleaning fleet vehicles for you know. A power company in Kanab. I was cleaning them for the school district in Kanab, uh, for a couple other companies, and so it w it became a full time job. It was a full time wow. job. I was there four or five days a week, and I was working like eight to ten hours a day. Holy crap! Grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Just making sure there's not a speck of dust yeah. in those cars. <laughs> yeah. And what was there a point when you saw it 
become like a side hustle into a full hustle and you're like, I'm legit doing this? Or did you already always know that you wanted to blossom it into a full on? Because you could have done a career with it. Like you really could have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's people that do that. Um, I think I always wanted, I wanted to own my own business. I don't think I cared which, what it was. Right. And so at the time when it was a side hustle, I was like, ah, I just want to work for myself, blah, 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 make some side cash. And then when I saw the potential that it could have of making me full on, you know, a, a nice salary month to month. Right. I was like, you know, I'm going to go full blast into this. And it was just, it was my choice. Like I had to decide, okay, am I going to push it and like work harder on making this become a good job for me and like to support my wife and I, or do I just keep it as a side hustle and keep my other two jobs? Yeah. And then is it, would you say you liked it more with your partner or without your partner? Oh, that's a hard question, dude. Um, I, for some reason, I love partnerships. I do too. I, I think I strive better in them, mm -hmm. but they're delicate. They are. And only, you can only have a few people step in and be really, because they have to be in the same headspace as you. Yeah. And I felt like we really were like, we uh, we worked really well together. He was a super hard worker, um, but we just kind of hit different timelines in our life. Yeah, you know, him getting married, I was getting married. You know, we were going to different schools. His wife was from another place, so it was just best that we split ways. Um, but I like both. Yeah. I didn't see, and you know, I'm in a partnership right now, and it's perfectly fine. I, I think the thing is, is you have to be open openly communicating with one another constantly. Yeah. Would you say it was easier to show up for yourself or for like the partnership? Or do you think it's just the same? Um, <laughs> easier for, ah, that's a good question. Cause personally I find it when I'm in a like group project here at school, right? not missing that. Yeah. And I'm doing it early and I'm making sure my ducks are in a row if my group mates are nice and solid, but if it's just me, sometimes I'm like, mm, yeah, doesn't matter. And I let myself flake. I definitely didn't want to procrastinate with a partner. Right? Yeah. I wanted to get things done and like push us to do better. So yeah, I, I would say I showed up better as in a partnership, but at the same time, like once I, once my side hustle became my main job, I had to show like, yeah, I had to do it. So you were in every day. I quit my two other jobs, so I was like, I need money. What were your other two jobs? I worked at a feed store, um, hauling like loading hay cubes for people. Okay. And then I worked as a night manager for Pizza Factory here in town. Canab's not that. Or that was all here. I was here in St. George, yeah. I wow. was commuting to Canab four times a week. Dude, <laughs> you were everywhere just working. <laughs> yeah. How does your wife feel about that? Oh, uh, that's a big pain point in our relationship. I feel like I, she wants me to be home, which is totally yeah, like, you get that. Yeah. I need to be home. Like I need to, to support her and everything. And I want to be doing all this stuff. And so, you know, trying to understand one another and what each other wants has, has definitely been tough. Definitely oh, yeah. been tough. But you know, I, we, we communicate a lot better than we did in the very beginning of our marriage, which has helped us a ton. Oh yeah. And you know, she can, I, I hope she can tell me, <laughs> no, she can't, yeah. she can tell me like, look, you're working a ton, whatever, like I need you to be home. And you know, I'm, 
I feel like I'm fairly good at, at responding to me like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And it's tough though, because you're in the prime of your youth, your prime mm-hmm. of your energy, and you have all these avenues that they may be once in a lifetime, especially if you go like accounting and if you did find a job, like it's a lot right. different. And it's it's tough because I really haven't ran into that problem as much, but um, would you say your goals and aspiration, like business-wise, are like very high compared to like? Because it well, I just butchered that. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, when your goals and aspiration are super high business-wise, it makes it hard to be like Family Guy. Remember that guy who came in because we had seminar and entrepreneurship right, together, right? And he came in. And he was talking about business, business, business. And this dude, you could tell, was a baller. Yeah. And I don't remember what kid, it might have even been you, goes, is it hard to make time for your family? And dude just stops. Cold Stone stops. And he goes, I was, I had just gotten back from a flight from wherever, and I was about to leave to wherever. And my little kid was up on the stairs and goes, Dad, are you ever going to stay and hang out with us or something? And just heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell this dude went from like excited, excited to just like dread. Do you ever worry about that? Like that shit scares me. Yeah, I do. I mean, that's I every entrepreneur I run into, I ask that question. Like, how how do you balance work and family? Like, what's your work life balance look like? And I I honestly haven't well Don Watkins here at the school. I love Don. That guy, he's so solid. And like, that's his big focus, I think, is like making sure that we um, are with our families. We watch our kids grow up and everything yeah. like that. And I, I put I, you know, I respect Don a ton. I, th- I, I agree with him 100%. And the thing is, though, is I've, I've talked to a ton of entrepreneurs and none of them have really given me like a super straight answer. Really? Like... I just feel like it's super individual for each person mm-hmm. and you've got to talk it over with your spouse and you've got to make a game plan. Yeah. Um, my wife and I literally just had a discussion and <laughs> she's like, you're working so much. You've got this, this, and this going school, whatnot. Um, like, how am I ever going to see you? And she's like, this is just an ongoing argument that we always have. And I said, look, you track my hours. <laughs> I'm going to put in 45 hours a week to schooling, to jobs and things like that. If I get over 45 hours, I'll drop one of my things. I'll stop doing it. Dang. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to try it out and see how it goes. And hopefully I'm, I'm able to uh, do that. But to me, I mean, family is the most important thing to me. I, my little right. boy. Oh my gosh. I love that kid so much. And I love my wife so much too. And so I, I, I want to spend most of my time with them. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of clips and, because I listen to a lot of entrepreneur podcasts too, and you listen to some of them talk, and they go, the one thing that I value more than any million-dollar business that I had, any successful deal, making tons of money, all my sports car, all my mansions, is that time I had with my family. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like 85 saying that. It's like it, the money's not going to fulfill that happiness and that right. stuff. So it's so important, but it's so... It's so easy to just, you know, push it off. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll do that. I got to do this today. And balancing that 
is hell. I would guess. I mean, I don't have a family. Well, dude, here's the thing. Like, action speaks louder than words, right? Right. You're, you can say, and, and th- this has been my, you know, experience. I can say, oh, I'm going to be home. I'm going to be home. I'm going to be home. And you can try, try, and try. But, dude, if you actually aren't home, if you don't actually do it and, like, prove that you're going to do it, you're never going to. Yeah. So you actually need to do and, like... You actually need to do what you're going to say, not just, you know, yeah, just speak it. Yeah, because you can have intent to do a lot of things, and that, that doesn't mean You actually got to do it. Yeah, yep. words are BS. Mm-hmm. It's like when I was selling people on the doors, and I promised them all these services, and then, you know, my uh, technicians say, oh, we actually aren't going to do that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Except for you, Jace. <laughs> Chase was a baller. <laughs> yeah, I, I would get so pissed. <laughs> anyway. oh, that's brutal. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you, you, you got to fulfill on with what you say. If you say you're going to go out on a date with your wife once a week, do it. If you say, you know, you're going to take the kids for, you know, being accountable five hours a, a week, then do it. Actually do it. Don't yeah. just say you're going to do it. What about for you um, setting goals wise? Do you do that with your wife? Or is that an alone thing, or do you do both? Uh, we do both. Really? Yep. We just started doing this thing this this year uh, where we do weekly planning. So every Sunday, uh, we'll get together and talk about kind of our past week, what happened, things that, that are going on. Um, we'll talk about, like, some mini goals that we set for ourselves for the week, and then um, how we can help one another achieve those goals. I love this. And... Uh, and then we talk about also like, okay, what things did you do that ticked me off? What things did I do that ticked you off? And what can we do to be better? That is so smart. I've tried to do the same thing just for my own life. Right. And, but I bet it's so nice to have that second perspective in mm-hmm. too, when you can bounce back and feedback and just improve. That's basically like the partnership we were talking about earlier, yep. literally what you have with your wife. What about... So you have your goals business-wise. Do you also dedicate time happiness-wise? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And happiness is a big thing. Has that recently became a big thing, or has it always been a big thing? Uh, you know, since, like, the summer and, like, that big anxiety yeah. deal happened, I've, I really have focused more on, like, happiness. What's what that brings- look like? What were the changes that you made before <clears throat> and there to happiness? Um... I'd say probably three things. Um, first, taking time for myself, whether that's meditation, whether that's, I think a big one's been f- uh, for me, working out, yeah. going to the gym, um, or just getting outdoors. I love the outdoors, you know, and going hiking or going backpacking or mountain biking, whatever it is, climbing. Sure. Um, so taking time for myself. I think another one is, is uh, like, growing my intelligence uh, growing my brain a little bit. So yeah. reading, listening to podcasts, um, talking to mentors, uh, reading, you know, scientific papers or uh, research papers that are come up. Really, really, whatever you can do to like learn more, mm-hmm. I think has really helped me. And then a bit, another thing is, uh, I, I touched on this before, but uh, I feel like for me, meditation is a big thing. I downloaded mm-hmm. this app called, uh, I think it's called Smiling Mind. Really? And it's, it's sweet. It would like take five to 10 minutes um, and meditate and it's, I love meditation. It's solid. And how, when do you do it? Morning, night? Um, 
It depends. I try to do it in the morning, um, but sometimes I'll do it in the night when it's quiet and it's dark. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to do it in the night, I'll mix it with yoga. I actually love yoga. Dude, <laughs> it's crazy. I, no, I love this. <laughs> um, mix it with yoga and uh, get like stretches in. And honestly, if you if you get your body moving, dude, it, it can cure so many things. Depression, oh, yeah. anxiety, like you just feel so much better if you get your body up and moving. And just go. Like, uh, mm-hmm. dude, sitting in bed all day, you're going to hurt. You're gonna, Scrolling you're on like, your phone, I, watching I, TV. I'm so bad at scrolling on my phone. Yeah. Hours. I, everyone is. Hours, everyone is, dude. dude. And I have to fix yeah. that. And that's been one of my big things this year. When you meditate, do you do guided meditations? Yeah, guided meditation. Yeah. That's how I, I, that's how I have to, because my mind will just, oh, dude, I've tried to do it and I've seen a lot of meditations, like examine the thoughts that are coming by, but don't dive into them. Uh-huh. That's what it says. I can't do that yet. I haven't unlocked that. <laughs> you go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, uh, next thing I know, I'm thinking about the 1993 Chicago Bulls and <laughs> if Michael Jordan really liked his team or not, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> bouncing back and forth in my head. Yeah. But what about... Time-wise, because it seems like you have a ton on your plate. You're working, school, family, and then also adding time in for like happiness, and then also planning out your weekly goals, working out, meditation. Is it hard to fit all this into your busy schedule? And did thing did big compromises have to happen when that? Because there's some that are non-negotiables, right? Like family time, happiness. Like, I'm guessing now those are non-negotiables. Yeah. You can't miss out on those. Yeah, and they still, dude, they still take a hit no matter how hard I try to, uh, you know, put them aside and, like, lock them away so that I only do those. Oh, Family yeah. time still does take a hit as well as my own personal time. Um, you get home and you're freaking tired from the day and all you want to do is just lay down and Scroll, go to sleep sleep tv and so it's like you don't get time for to read you don't get time to meditate and so that, that's definitely been hard um scheduling has definitely been a big like blessing for for okay. me in particular i just use you know apple calendar on my iphone and uh i just stick to it you gotta stick to it and stick to the time that you've allotted the certain thing and that's definitely helped me to be a lot better at time management and when did you start that Apple calendar? Have you been doing uh, that for a while? I've been, yeah, I've probably been doing it for a little while. You learn how to do it on your mission. And so I tried oh, doing it when okay. I came home, did a really crappy job, got married. My wife kind of helped me out a little bit. Um, and then as of probably last year, beginning of last year, I got a lot better at it. Okay. Cause I do to-do lists. Right. That's how I have to do it. But Great. on the to-do list, I put times away, but it's still... Oh, dude. It's tough. 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 What about, do you get sick often? No. I don't feel like I do. Really? Oh. Yeah. Or do you ever get in either sick or ruts where maybe just like a few things happen and things hit the fan a little bit? Um, That's a good question. I don't feel like I do because, you know, I... I Sundays are a great day for me to reset. Oh, you do beginning of the on week Sunday too, right? Don't really do anything on Sunday. I mean, obviously Sorry. we go to church, come home. Uh, we're with family, yeah. which is an awesome day to reset and get ready for the next week. And so, do you plan out on that day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll plan on Sundays. That's kind of smart. Plan of the week, so. And then you, yeah, dude, you get it all going, and you get kind of 
feeling yourself. And oh, I love that. Being around people like you gets me super excited. And it, <laughs> appreciate it. And well, like you're just like, you know, I have a lot of friends and I love my friends. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, hey, dude, what'd you do this week? Oh, dude, I got so high Tuesday night. Okay, <laughs> that's dope. And then I, you know, I talked to you in class. Oh, dude, I just sold this business. And then what I'm planning for this business, like it's always, like everyone's mind's always going, but yours is always going forward. <laughs> and I love it. I, I love being around that type of stuff because that just, that's where I want to be. Right. But it's a lot easier said than done. It is. It is. Yeah. I think a lot of people like, you know, say they want to do a lot of things and it's, it's all in the action that you take. Like, are you actually going to do it? Are you going to go and like push yourself? Because I feel like getting in, at least for me in business and, and this is, you know, I've seen it with, you know, a bunch of my friends that are in the medical field too. Like stepping out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself yeah. and actually doing it, like asking for an internship or talking to a doctor and asking to shadow. Like it's, it's, no one's going to do it for you, dude. Like it's, it's all up to you. And, oh dude, it's the scariest thing, right? Cause it's so many possibilities can happen out oh, in the yeah. world and yeah. you eliminate all of them when I scroll for two hours on TikTok, <laughs> they're all gone. Yeah. Anything positive I could have known that day. All of it, zip, zong, zero. And it's so scary to think about that. And it's so, yeah, dude, it's the, the value of time to like two hours a day for however many days, two hours a week for a year. That's 104 hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's nuts. But uh, I was going to ask final, I don't know how long have we been going? I can't see the time. 147. Huh. But probably like 20 minutes. Huh? We haven't been going for 20 minutes. Longer? Huh? Longer? Have we been going longer? I have no idea. I, should I? Dude, usually the time's right there. I'm going to give it a quick check. Okay. <laughs> then I have like one more question. 46 minutes. We got 14. Oh, we're chilling. I'm going to take off my. Usually there's a big timer. And that part that I just did is probably not getting edited out. I'm posting on YouTube now, so. <laughs> Are you going to edit it out? No, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not paid enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't spoil the surprise, but I really want to tell you. Price and I are working out a deal. He's going to sponsor the pod. Really? With his wood thing. Oh, with his wood deal. That's sick. Yeah, dude. That's dude. awesome. It's going to be so sweet. I love Price. He's a stud. That. Yeah. Good kid. I was going to ask... You read, listen a lot, you learn a lot from others. What are like books, podcasts, anything that you that really helped you and that you'd recommend? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Because real quick, you were the first one, maybe not the first one, but you were one of the first ones who told me Rich Dad Poor Dad. Right. I listened to that, loved it. I yeah. mean, how do you not? Yeah. Rich Dad Poor Dad is such an amazing book. Love that book. Um. Okay, one of the best podcasts that I've listened to, it actually got me kind of hyped about um, entrepreneurship and starting my own business, but it's called How I Built This with Guy Raz. Okay. Um, awesome podcast. He brings on some of the top like business leaders in the world. Um, he had the guy on that created JetBlue, the guy on that made Cotopaxi. Wow. The guy on, the lady on that did Spanx. Um, Heavy hitters. 
just like really cool people. And he literally goes step by step throughout their whole life, how they came up with their business, what challenges they faced, um, their family life, just everything. And it slows it down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really cool. And then he picks and puts together their mind. That yep. is sweet. Really cool podcast. Um, another one is, is uh, it's a real estate podcast by Dustin Heiner. Okay. It's passive income. He's a, I actually really like his podcast, uh, super clear. And his whole thing is like, you want to make more than $250, $250 per rental income that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just walks you through on how to like do it. And that's each month. Mm-hmm. Are you looking no, at every re- week? He, he oh, does it. 250. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Each month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And have you been getting into real estate? Uh, trying to, yeah, definitely trying to. It's a hard market right now. It is, but I think it's about to go down. And I yeah, think. we're uh, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna try to get into it for sure. Um, what other podcasts that I just told you about? This one, uh, it's the Happiness Happiness Lab. Yeah, um, I'm definitely by Laurie Santos. She's she's absolutely awesome. But that's a great podcast just to learn how to be a happier person in general. And then uh, books to read. I don't know. I'm reading one right now called The Grit, or it's called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Oh, not sponsored by The Grit. No, no, unfortunately not. (laughs) Um, But she is a freaking genius. Like, she goes into depth on on how gritty people actually are, like, more successful in life and how you can develop more grit in your life. Um, So that's a great book. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad's another great one. And... That grit one, does it say to push yourself, like, in various aspects? Yeah, that, that basically is what entails a gritty person is is someone that when trials or tribulations or whatever comes up, they push through them, and they grow and become a better person from it. Does it say to, like, seek out new trials? Um, I'm going to have to read the book. You're going to have to read the book, dude. It's (laughs) it's such a good book. But she she talks a lot about, like, I call it boring practice. But, Uh for example, in basketball, going in every morning and just shooting, going in every morning and just dribbling, going through drill after drill, just repetitive practice, but doing it over and over and over until you become a master in your field. And that's like a gritty person, someone that sticks it out. You know, you look at Olympians and swimmers or golfers yeah. or whoever, dude, they, they do the same lucky. thing over yeah. and over and over again for years and years and years. And does it ever worry you, though, because you can do the same thing over and over again and not get better? You Have you ever gotten – it almost happened to me at the gym. Like, I just got comfortable with the routine, and so it was like almost same weights, same everything – and I'm just going in and I'm going through the motions and it's still good. I'm maintaining my physique or whatever, but it's not pushing me right. to where like, like it's a, it's a plateau instead of that uptick. Does that ever worry you? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, she talks about that and, and that's part of being a gritty person too, is, is not, not just going through the motions, but actually like consciously being engaged in what yes. you're doing in order to grow and become better. Have you had problems with the cognitive part of like showing up? Cause I have like one awesome example is grit training exercises. Yeah. I went through the motions <laughs> like the most, I was the biggest actor ever. 
I would go 30 minutes, not dialed in, just go. And I mean, it showed directly on the doors yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Has that been a problem for you or do you stay locked in, engaged consciously most of the time throughout the day? Uh, no, no. <laughs> My ADD gets the best of me. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> no, uh, especially in school, dude, like I have a oh, hard time, man. but I'm not like super worried about school. If it's something that I'm super interested in, then then I'm pretty engaged. Um, but no, I zone out. I think that's human nature. You what know, do you do to kind of reel back in to make sure you're not doing that? Um, oh, I do a lot of things. I think the one thing that I do is just I realize that I'm, you know, up in the night flying a kite, and I reel myself back in, and I don't beat myself up. I'm just like, okay, that's totally fine. Like. I wandered off for a second, but I'm back and I'm learning and I'm listening. Yeah. And it's no like hate towards it. Like, cause it's yeah. going to happen, yeah. right? You can't just avoid it. Yeah. And it's just, okay, Hey, let's go. And you shift back in. And I think the practice of being like cognitively in, engaged, you know, in whatever you're doing over and over and over and repeating the same process over and over and over again, you get to the point where you're like, just like meditation, right? If you meditate every day for a year, um, you're going to be able to just self-meditate. You're not going to have to do guided meditation yeah. anymore. And your thoughts are going to stick and you're not going di- to deep dive and go down rabbit holes and think about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. And it's, it's one of those things that I have noticed I struggle with the most. And I don't think, and I've wondered if it's, Various things. I've wondered if it's my diets. I've taken things like Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain's super cool and it can lock you in. And I would say it really helps locking you in. But I was like, I can't rely on this supplement mm-hmm. every time. But sometimes I use it for like the placebo effect. I used to take it before podcast. And if I had like a scientist on, 100% I'm taking Alpha Brain. Because <laughs> I'm like, I cannot be here. So, like, what's the square root of four? Anyway. <laughs> and, but just staying locked in consciously is. It's one of the most challenging things. I would say the one place I am dialed is here. I don't yeah. know like why when the podcast probably because the something cameras. you enjoy, dude. Something yeah. you enjoy. They're just talking to people. Uh huh. I feel like people like when they don't enjoy something or it's something they're forced to do. For for me, it's school. Like it's yeah. it's easy for me to zone out because I don't have like a an enormous drive to come to school. Unless it's a class that I'm super interested in. Like I'm the same way. Though. Entrepreneurship, dude, I am so dialed in. Yes. That class, for me, I'm like on on something. <laughs> I I totally agree. And it's it's tough, though, because accounting, 7.30 a.m. Oh, in the morning last year, brutal. dude. It's brutal. I, I don't know if you enjoy it, but I was sitting there like. Oh, it's brutal. I, I should have stayed in bed. Like I'm, I'm here, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not here. Right at all yeah but that's that's smart and it's one of those things that gets overlooked a Mm -hmm. lot too because it's very easy to say hey i'm doing all this stuff like i'm working out every day i'm going to work and i'm building myself and you can do those things but when you're not cognitively turned on for me it's it washes a lot of that process right just down the drain right but yeah, I hate it and I suck, but oh, work at it. That's all you yeah. got to do is just work at it. Amen. Totally fine. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is just like consistently working at it and not 
and I, I run into this problem a lot, but like you work at it for a month or a month and a half, for example, the gym, and then you drop off for three or four weeks and then you come back and do it again. Dude, you're never going to get awesome results from that. Yeah. Results come from consistently like training and working hard and like being engaged in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And the thing that catches me up and probably a lot of other people is, you know, like the gym does really well and I do really well, like fall, Christmas break, I'm hitting it every day. Yeah. Then you start the classes mm-hmm. and then you need to work, you need right. some money, Right. then family time and balance and fitting it all in is just hell. But there's no other way, right? Right. You only got 12 hours in the day. 12. Yeah, 12 hours in a day. So they're at least 16? <laughs> no, they're 24 hours in a day, but 12 hours of daylight. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was saying like eight for sleep. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, before your awesome presence leaves us, I want to talk about your goal this year for summer sales. Okay. Business-wise, and then I'm guessing one of your goals is graduate, too? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sales goal. Um, it's going to be the same as last year, about 650 accounts. Which is? Um, at, at a like revenue, like a contract average. value about probably between eight to $1,000 contract value, um, which I think is totally doable. So... Revenue-wise, I think that's... Oh, do the math real quick. <laughs> and then, do you know how many a day it is? That translates to like four or five a day. That's not... That's Probably so more. doable. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, about 500000 in rev. Hell yeah. So, yeah, shooting for it. And so, and then you're graduating, not this semester, next semester, right? Right, yep. And then, is there any other, like... Because you do a lot of side hustles and... Right. Or I should say hustles at this point. Um, so. Yeah, like, as, so we run a couch flipping business and don't really have any, like, financial goals for that one. It's just kind of like a side hustle, make us side cash. It's been fun. Um, I do work up at a feed store in Cedar City and, you know, I'd, I'd love for our goal to be a million in sales this, this year, Dang. which is totally doable, Yeah. right? Uh, do a million in sales and then... Uh, just to, like another goal as far as business goes, but to actually get the ball rolling on the business that we're working on over in Canab. And that was the one you told me about in class. We're not telling you stealing business people out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what about happiness? Is there any goals there? Yeah. I mean, um, biggest, probably the biggest one is just to make sure that I spend enough time with my family, watch my little boy grow up. Uh, you know, they say the first three years of life are the most important. And so, um, for sure be, you know, spend a lot of time with him. And then, um, I didn't know that three years of life. Yeah. Super important, super important. And then I'd love to like, like I said, I'm a big outdoors guy. So get outdoors with my wife, go camping at least three or four times this year. Uh, go backpacking. I, I'm a big backpacker. And so I just bought a, a brand new bag that I'm ready to go out with. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, just like take time for myself. And then, dude, it's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thank you. Dude, it's, awesome. it's going to be so crazy when I hope if you graduate in fall, we should definitely do a recap one after. Yeah. I, I, I'm already planning the next one. <laughs> but 
January 2024 or wherever you are, we're going to get you back in here. And we're going to say, oh, you did. Check, 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 check. And Sounds you're good. Big baller. I'm down. Oh, thank you, Dane. Yep. No problem. Peace out. Yeah.